And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, September 28th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! And over yonder, making the magic happen. Super producer JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks to everybody joining us live here on YouTube. A little later than normal, apologies for that, but hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Before we get into the Damian Lillard trade, and my man TK already hit you with an emergency podcast, a classic yesterday, but we're going to break it down in detail here. Quick update about our guy Tassie. Um, his wife, Danny, wanted to pass on her gratitude to everyone out there that's already donated and left words of encouragement for our guy. I'm going to read you a small part here. Uh, again, this is from Danielle, Tass's wife. Quote, I'm left speechless from the outpouring of love and support for Tass and our family. I am so touched by all the comments. After crying for hours, I felt so encouraged to keep going. He will get through this, and we will take it one day at a time. She ended by saying, please keep him in your thoughts as we navigate this road to recovery. Again, that was from Danielle. I know I speak for everyone here at No Dunks, uh, you know, all of us here in the factory right now, Jerome, our guy Esh, everyone at The Athletic, that we have been <laughs> absolutely overwhelmed um, and humbled, honestly, by the outpouring of, of support for TAS. The calls, the texts, the DMs, the, the tweets, the donations, you guys are crazy. Um, so, so honestly, thank you. And uh, again, I think I'm speaking for everyone here, but it's like, uh, yeah, there is a lot of crying when you're reading this, but it is uplifting as well. There's something really cool about a collective, um, you know, coming to the support of our guy. Yeah, absolutely right. It feels like we heard about from every single person in NBA media who we've met in the past 15, 20 years, uh, basically just offering support and encouragement for TAS. For us, the messages have been incredible. I mean, it's a thing that's hard to stop thinking about uh, yeah. in general, but at least seeing the messages that people are sending and the support that people have had is just, I mean, it's heartwarming when we need it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to see Tass yesterday for the first time uh, after you guys saw him the days before. Um, it was encouraging that he, he recognized Nora and I and uh, what happened while I was there, Damian Lillard got <laughs> traded. The basketball gods, you sickos. I got a twisted sense of humor. Honestly I'm crazy. sitting beside our guy Taz in the hospital, you know, phone away, obviously talking to him, uh, which was great to see him and, and hear his voice. And the Damian Lillard trade goes down. But luckily, TK uh, was there to do the uh, mini solo emergency podcast, but we can break it down in detail right now. Um, yeah, it's a doozy. It's a big boy. Oh boy, let's go through it. The Portland Trailblazers traded Damian Lillard to play alongside Giannis with the Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team deal that also includes the Phoenix Suns. Portland receives Drew Holiday, for now. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, a Toyota Camry? Is that what that is? No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Milwaukee's 2029 unprotected first-round draft pick 
And unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 28 and 30. The Suns, they receive Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson as part of the trade package. Now, Dame took to Twitter slash X uh, on Wednesday to thank Portland fans, except you casuals, and to say he's excited for the next chapter with the Bucks. Uh, he also released a new track called Farewell on Apple Music, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Wow. I fired it up <laughs> <Really>? this morning. <laughs> yep, he was ready. It's not bad. I mean, look, the guy's a really solid rapper, but he says near the end, and I quote, this is Damian Lillard in Farewell, I continued leaving trails, but won't be for the Blazers. To the fans, man, I love you. It's unconditional. Reasons for me leaving the city, nothing typical. So it's imperative not to believe the narrative. I thought that was interesting because then he ends it by saying, but you should know that they the ones who choose another, who chose another mission, excuse me, they fishing. So he's sort of saying, he's sort of saying, I mean, I'm reading into it here, but uh, he's saying, look, this wasn't really me wanting to actually leave Portland. It was their decision to sort of pivot go with the youth movement and all that. But anyway, yeah, he had a track ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, interesting. Maybe that changes my winners and losers here because one of the things I was researching is if Damian Lillard will instantly become the most famous rapper in the history of Milwaukee, and I think the answer is yes. It's hard to name a lot of famous musicians from Wisconsin in general, so I'm putting them on par already with Boney Vare and the Violent Femmes. So, (laughs) you know, best rapper in city history already as far as I'm concerned. But, man, what a crazy trade this was because it really felt like the culmination – of the entire offseason coming together at once. In early July, we finally got the trade requests from Dame Lillard, which we had heard maybe coming even before that, once uh, the Blazers rocketed up to number three in the draft lottery. We obviously had the James Harden trade request, and there was kind of nothing much happening in between nope. until we heard from Giannis saying, hey, I want to win some more championships here in Milwaukee, but you got to do something to prove it to me that you want me to stick around. Somehow these all came together. Yeah, Damian Lillard traded to play with Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. Kind of like putting a bow on two stories there. And I guess we'll hear about Harden uh, coming up here in the next few days as well. But it just felt like such a momentous thing happening because it was the answer to two questions that we had had for such a long time. That's a good way to look at it. Um, is this your biggest winner in all of this? It's Giannis and the Bucks. I was debating if my biggest winner was going to be Milwaukee or if it was going to be Damian Lillard. And I think ultimately I'm going with Milwaukee okay. as the biggest winner. The Bucks are basically running back the Drew Holiday trade. This is the exact yep. same playbook as when Giannis was eligible for an extension last time around in 2020. The Bucks decided to go all in, bringing in an upgrade at point guard. Back then it was Eric Bledsoe. And the Bucks brought in Drew Holiday. Twelve months later, they were winning a championship. This is the exact same thing. The Bucks are going all in for Giannis Antetokounmpo. The second half of his prime. The first half, the first five years of his prime, they made a finals once. They won a championship. He got a couple MVPs. He got a defensive player of the year. But only one championship out of it. So now they're signing up for the next five years of his prime, hopefully, uh, if you're a Bucks fan, with the security of Damian Lillard being under contract as well. There's definitely an upgrade, I think, from Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. There mm-hmm. will be questions they have to answer on the other side of the ball. The Bucks are still old. They didn't get any younger with this trade. You know, Dame and Drew Holiday, basically about the same age. Grayson Allen going out, so they lose a little bit of their youth and athleticism. We still don't know that Giannis is going to sign his extension. He probably won't do it this season regardless because it makes more financial sense to yeah. do it down the road. But I do think... 
um, from an off-court standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, um, this gets the Bucks closer to being to Giannis being able to say, yeah, I'm signed up. Look at what you did. I was very close with Drew Holiday. We did a lot of great things together. But clearly, you're all in on me trying to win yeah. here. And I love it when teams go all in. So I think they did the right thing here. I think they're also going to be huge winners on the court as well. But I don't know about you, Skeets. What do you think about the Bucks' standpoint of, you know, keeping Giannis around? Is oh, this a huge check here? This is absolutely what this is. It's Yeah, the, the one part is, wow, we got Damian Lillard. We got a guy that scores 32 points a game still, despite his age, and, you know, we had limitations on the offensive side of the ball, and, man, does he open things up, and we can get into that. Like, just the idea of him running pick and roll with Giannis and him being able to, like, do these dribble handoffs and just open up more room for Giannis to work inside with all the shooters now in Brooks still being able to stretch the floor. Chris Middleton is going to, like, it feels to me like a championship this season hangs on Chris Middleton. And, like, whether he's back to old Chris Middleton or, you know, age is caught up with him and the injury and stuff like that. But Joe Cash at the score sort of summed up what you were saying, the parallels between the Bucks trading a bunch of first-round picks back in the day for Drew Holiday to please Giannis, it resulted in one ring, and now doing that again with more picks and Drew Holiday, uh, ironically enough, to get Damian Lillard. Because, again, Joe Cash there, the Bucks have traded control of their first-round picks from 2024 through 2030. Three unprotected picks, four unprotected pick swaps. 24 to 30 for a championship because of Drew, and then now Damian Lillard. And he ends it with banners hang forever, folks. They got one. Exactly and right. And of course, they're now going to hope for another here. Uh, or at least they're, they're always, if you're going to have those two guys playing, you're going to be in consideration. And wow, they are just like, yeah, this to do to. You get Giannis falls to you where he does in the draft, turns into this two time MVP, turns into this beast. And it's pretty refreshing to see an organization like just double now, triple down on anything to please the guy. Because he leaves and you are back to being sort of irrelevant. Right? Oh, at, at, yes. I mean, a Giannis comes around once every 50 years, especially a guy that you find yes. in the middle of the draft, yes. right? It's harder. It's a, it's a lot more understandable if you do it drafting in the top three uh, to get Giannis yeah. uh, in the middle of the first round to see him grow into an MVP, to go all in and win a title. It's easy to say, yeah, we're going to do it again. And, you know, that's why it's, to me, kudos to Giannis for kind of flexing his superstar power here. Yeah. He 100% did that, made uh, the Bucks make some kind of a move. And shout out to the Bucks for actually making a move. I had them as a Eastern Conference contender regardless. I was considering picking this team to win the East and compete against the Nuggets in the finals before the Dame Lillard trade. Now I think they're getting even better because, like you're saying, Skeets, Lillard changes the geometry of the court. <laughs> For the Bucks, so much. They're going to have four great shooters out there. Like, Pat Connaughton is going to be in the starting lineup. He had a down year last year. Shot like 34% from three. But he's like a 37% guy. We know Chris Middleton. Nails from outside. Brooke Lopez, he's a great shooter as well. Yep. And then Dame, one of the best three-point shooters in the league regardless. And he has range to 40 feet. So that changes things massively. Four shooters around Giannis. We know he's working out with Hakeem Olajuwon this summer. <laughs> Get your post moves ready. Post play is 100% back because how are you doubling this guy? It's kicking over to Brooke Lopez for a wide open three. It's kicking over to Chris Middleton to create something on the second side. You don't need as much creation from Chris Middleton. And then when it comes uh, to clutch time, Middleton was a great shot creator yep. already. He hit so many big shots for the Bucks in the past couple of seasons. Had a rough year last year, but you have to imagine if the number three 
as the number three option. He will be great. And man, Lillard is just going to be perfect uh, alongside here. I'm a little concerned, I will say, about uh, the ball handling duties. Everybody's mentioning how wicked this pick and roll is going to be. Giannis last season was not a big roller. He's a screener, for sure. They're trying to get switches, but he handles the ball yeah, he does. just as much as he sets screens. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes back to being just kind of the roll guy. Not always a glamorous thing to be doing. Not as cool as doing your sick dribbles and trying to find somebody. But if he embraces that role, if Willard embraces playing off the ball a little, which didn't always happen in Portland, this can be an impossible offense to stop. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about the defensive side of things? Obviously, Drew Holiday is one of the best perimeter guards. And Damian Lillard, he's far from that. He's not because he's this elite offensive player. So everybody's going, hold on, let's slow down here. You know, they're, don't pen, you know, don't put it in pen that they're going to the championship here. There's some still good teams in the East Conference. I agree with that. It's made them better. <laughs> they were already in the mix. Now you could talk yourself into maybe they're at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. But you concerned or you like that you have Giannis, you got Brooke to at least sort of you know, holy, shore up the defensive liabilities from maybe your uh, point guard in Damian Lillard. I think they're going to take a step back defensively yeah. because not only did they lose Drew Holiday, they also lost Javon Carter. He's on the Bulls this season. Their backup point guard right now is Ty Ty Washington, who was like a two-way player, kind of just taken off the scrap heap there. Yeah. A lot of pressure on Pat Connaughton to be their defensive stopper, I suppose, in the starting lineup. Jay Crowder, I think, will probably have to play a bigger role here. He was not very good last season, yeah. but he also sat out. <laughs> for the first yeah. 70 games, uh, pretty much. Two guys went out from the Bucks. Only one came in. So their depth is very, very shaky right now. But like you're saying, Giannis and Brooke Lopez, that's a good back line. At the very least, they're going to be able to take away the rim. I do think there will probably be some games where the Bucks are shooting poorly from three and they get totally torn up from the outside. I can see that happening. Um, but they were so mediocre offensively last season and we've seen that happen the past two playoffs when it really gets down to half court basketball the Bucks are good at getting stops but they were also good at getting stopped offensively yeah. and I think I mean I'm always one to trade defense for offense so I'm fine <laughs> with it but there's definitely going to be concerns on that side and man you said this in the emergency podcast uh, there was already pressure on rookie head coach Adrian Griffin to come in here and you know make this work uh, immediately and, and he's you know by all accounts sort of handpicked I guess from Giannis, so mm -hmm. he's got that vote of confidence, but he's not going to have the longest runway here to make sure that this is still, sure. you know, like a 60-win team and obviously still, uh, you know, going far in the playoffs. I, I, I Like, look, if they start 1-9, and nine, yeah, maybe they have to make that quick decision. All right, sorry, man, it's not sorry, you. I don't Adrian. think that's going to happen anyway, but, like, a lot of pressure <laughs> for this guy to come in here. Not only are you given a team that's really, really good and you got, oh, you got to keep Giannis happy, obviously, and try and, and all it really seems to matter to him is winning and going for these championships. But now you've got this whole other wild card of Damian Lillard coming in here, which is, you know, a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, but you got to make it work. Yeah. The Bucks had pressure coming into the season with the way Giannis was acting over the summer. You a complete change of face from his season ending press conference where it seemed like he was fine losing in the first round. Once it came down to it, getting back to the season, he clearly wasn't fine with losing in the first round, so there was going to be pressure, but this is a different kind of pressure. This is, you have to play well pressure, and we have to be our best, rather than the team might be completely disintegrating yeah. around us here. So, I think that Adrian Griffin, uh, he's definitely under pressure, but it's also nice to have Terry Stotts on the bench. That's true. How nice is that, to have a guy yeah. that has gotten some good stuff out of Damian Lillard in the past, who has designed some really smart offenses. He's going to at least be 
a nice assistant uh, alongside Adrian Griffin, figuring out a way to get the best out of these two guys. All right, so so Giannis slash Lillard slash Milwaukee. One other question I do uh, have for you, though. What did you think about um, people are throwing around freak time? Oh, I had as a nickname, had the seen Greek that. freak plus Dame time. So, what is fr- like freak time? Just as a duo nickname, we're calling so. them freak time. I don't, or, or like it's freak time now. You know, like, <laughs> like what are we? Do? How are we applying it? <laughs> I don't mind. I don't it. know either. I exactly. Don't mind it. I think people just saw the two nicknames and they're like, we gotta combine them somehow, and like, Dame freak doesn't make any sense. No, no. I mean, people are pointing out like. It feels like it's going to be 45 minutes of freak time, and then it's game time for the final three minutes of games. Like that could be, that could be a thing. He's like just like a, you know, he's like a crazy closer that comes out of the pen. Yeah, yeah Damian yeah, yeah. Lillard uh, to to hopefully close some of these games. Okay, so they're a winner. I, I think most people, whether you even hate the Bucks, you gotta, you know, step back and go, holy crap, man, they're already good, and they added to uh, Giannis there, Damian Lillard. Um, Who's your biggest loser? Let's go back and forth between winners and losers here. Who's your biggest loser from this blockbuster yesterday? My biggest loser isn't even a part of this trade, Skeets. It's the Miami Heat. Yeah, okay. Brutal (laughs) offseason for the Heat now that they didn't get Damian Lillard because that was the entire plan for them since July 1st. They lost Max Struess to the Cavs. They lost Gabe Vincent to the Lakers. Those two guys started the majority of their playoff games going to the finals here. Not to mention they dangled Tyler Hero for months. (laughs) I think this is true. Uh, I've lost track of the details, but I'm pretty sure he removed the Miami Heat from his social bios, Skeets. You know that actually means something. Imagine having to put that back. Yeah. (laughs) Still here. (laughs) Loving it. (laughs) Now they need him at his absolute best. They need more from Tyler Hero that they've gotten in the past. He might be the starting point guard, or else it's going to be Kyle Lowry who's the starting point guard. What about Drew Holiday? Look, we'll get we to it. We can get to that. We'll but... definitely get to it. Yeah. But I think uh, this is obviously not the way the Heat wanted things to go. Not to mention, they're going against the Bucks. Yeah. Like, that's their top rival in the Eastern Conference alongside the Boston Celtics. Now the Bucks got better. The Heat's shot at chasing Giannis Antetokounmpo. When he becomes a free agent, he may not become a free agent now. At least everybody thinks it's more likely that he sticks um, in Milwaukee. So I think this was a loss on the court for the Heat yesterday, and also probably a loss for them uh, in the long term as well if they wanted to go after Giannis. But as a guy who's been saying for years that Joel Embiid is going to be a Miami Heat, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Wow. That's the next Just... guy. Everyone's like, who's the next guy? That's the next guy. Okay, you have been saying it for years now. Yeah, you're right. If you believe Giannis and Dame, that pairing, uh, the freak time pairing, as we, I guess, are calling it, immediately vaults the Bucks to the top of the Eastern Conference uh, as the contenders. Well, that throws a massive, huge roadblock to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat because, holy crap, you thought you're getting the guy and now he's going to the team that, yeah, you took out in a first-round series, a hell of an upset, Giannis was injured and all that, but that was amazing and your run, but holy crap. Then you lose players and you just, like, look, I'm taking a fat L in this trade, man. I was wrong about everything with the Damian Lillard trade. The timing of it, <laughs> where he was going, moving pieces. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like a part of Heat Nation here going, oh my God, <laughs> oh, holy crap, well, that sucks. You know, like that's that's rough. Like you're hearing like Dan Levitard and stuff like that. They're convinced like the Blazers, this was a spite trade. Like they just refused to deal Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat because of maybe, you know, the whole agent thing and he only wanted to go there. And <laughs> Joe Cronin trade. and the Blazers said, no. We don't care. We don't. We don't want. You know, it has nothing really to even do with Tyler Hero. We just will not trade with you. I don't know how true that is. And and yeah, I know we'll get to the Blazers and the return they get here ultimately from Lillard. But um, 
Miami Heat are definitely a loser. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with I, you on that. I think they are. I mean, it's such a weird thing because we look at the Heat last year. They went to the finals. They ended up having a great season, but they struggled through the season. They were losing to the Bulls in the play-in tournament with the last five minutes yeah. of the game. They won 44 games last year. Like, they scraped into the playoffs, then caught fire, had a great run. They'll be great in the playoffs again. That's just how the Heat are. And like you're saying, they might be able to scramble here and recover with Drew Holiday, sure. which certainly would be great for them. But as of right now, this is not the way things the, the Heat fans thought it was going to go. Uh, in a video posted to his Instagram story yesterday, Jimmy Butler uh, called foul about the deal. Uh, just quote here, Yo, NBA, y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. Just going to put that out there. Y'all didn't hear from me. End quote. That's exactly where I heard it from, so that was weird. But uh, what, what did you make of Jimmy Butler? Now, you, you have a theory that this was a complete troll job. Like, a lot of people are like, what's he talking about? What's he, what does he know? Like, what did they do? What did Milwaukee do to get Damian Lillard? But uh, do you just believe he's just like, it's Jimmy Butler? He's and he's just, yeah, yeah to me, he's a, he's a great troll. Uh, you know, we've seen Jimmy Butler over the summer doing the Dame Time celebration at his camps. Is that tampering? I don't know. Dame time tampering? I also saw Jimmy Butler filling up his Bugatti at a gas station two yeah. days ago, and he was complaining that it was too expensive to fill up his Duke Bugatti. $145 for a tank of gas. Look, gas is expensive, Jeez, but the lot. guy's got it. <laughs> yes. I think he was joking. I think he was joking about being upset about how he had to fill up the Bugatti, okay. and also I think he was joking about tampering because everybody's tampering at all times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and players can do that. Yes, that's yes, the yes, thing. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, look, maybe we find out something uh, that Jimmy knows uh, that we didn't hear from him, but maybe he knows. Uh, Agent Aaron Goodwin uh, uh, with Damian Lillard there. He spoke with the Miami Herald about the Heat's efforts to trade for Lillard shortly after this deal was uh, reported here and him going to Milwaukee. Quote, Aaron Goodwin, they, Miami, they did everything they could to acquire Dame, said Goodwin. It takes two to get a deal done. I appreciate all that Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, and Mickey Arison, uh, the owner of the Heat, did to try and make this happen, end quote. That's an interesting, interesting little wrinkle to all this. Like he, that, that almost speaks to why you see the, the Heat conspirator, conspirators um, saying, no, they just, they just wouldn't deal with us. They wouldn't work with us. We, we, we gave them. But then you hear that the package was built around Tyler Hero and at least two first-round picks. And that's what you hear. And that they hadn't talked in months. They hadn't talked in months. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know. That makes you, I don't know, leads me to believe that they didn't really offer all they could to get Damian Lillard. Because they felt they probably didn't need to. Brian Vinthurst of the Hoop Collective <laughs> was speculating that Tyler Hero may have not even been included in the offer. Right. He doesn't know for certain uh, yeah. that it was. But clearly there was not a lot of negotiating going on between Portland and Miami. I think it's a little strange that the agents coming out and saying, hey, man, Miami tried. Don't you worry. They were really in on it. Who cares? Literally, who cares? I guess he's just trying to, um, you know, maintain working Save relationships. Save face a little bit, yeah. Save face, exactly, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, well, let's talk about the Blazers. Do you have the Blazers as a winner or a loser from this blockbuster deal? I got the Blazers as a winner. People are saying wait and see with regards to Drew Holiday potentially moving on to another team. But I think that... He will move to another team. Mm -hmm. I don't foresee Drew Holiday sticking around in Portland all that all, all that long, and I do think he will bring back a decent return. But even if not, Joe Cronin didn't like the Heat deal. That was pretty clear. Uh, everybody thought it was going to go through anyways. You did. I did. Just because it seemed like the only offer that was out there until the Raptors and Bulls showed a little bit of interest. Clearly, we didn't know all the facts about the Bucks, But Cronin waited. He said, I'm going to do it 
wait as long as I can mm-hmm. until something good happens. Something came in that they liked better, and he still sent Dame to a title contender. Dame's got as good of a shot yeah. in Milwaukee as he does in Miami. Yeah. He may not like uh, Bratwurst as much as Cubanos, <laughs> but Bratwurst are pretty good. Oh, yeah. I also like uh, that the Blazers are starting the Scoot era with a team that makes sense here. They've got potential to grow together. It comes down to, do you think DeAndre Ayton or Tyler Hero is better? Right. Do you think you can get a better return for Drew Holiday or Tyler Hero? I don't know about Ayton versus Hero. I think Ayton will probably put up some big numbers in Portland now that he's going to have um, an opportunity here. And I think Hero could have put up big numbers as well. I definitely think, though, that Drew Holiday will net a better return than Tyler Hero. We've talked a lot of times there's several Tyler Hero style players. Yep. He's on a big contract right now. Whereas with Drew Holiday, he's a guy that every single contender will be interested in. He's further on in his career. You know what you're getting from Drew yeah. Holiday, and he plays both sides of the ball. So I think they can get more assets back for Holiday than they could have for Hero. And I understand Portland wanting to add a big guy rather than another small guard when it comes to Aiton versus Yeah. Hero. What do you think? Well, I, I believe, um, just so I have this right, Holiday can be rerouted but he can't be aggregated with other contracts for two months. So keep that in mind. Now, here's the other thing. Drew Holiday seems like the exact type of player I would actually want to bring to my super young team, especially led by a young guard in Scoot Henderson, to sort of just be the... So the mentor, I guess, uh, at the start of an early career. You know, like, we, we've we seen it a little bit before, like, and they've talked about it, just like Shea Gildas-Alexander having Chris Paul for a year and just, like, the impact that I had on him and, mm-hmm. and blossoming into a better player. So, I mean, I do think they will look to move Drew Holiday and, the, and they'll, you know, do well by him and he's, like, one of the most respected guys in this league. And there'll be tons of teams lining up for him because there'll be so many squads going, man, we had Drew Holiday. Our chances to win a title went from X to a, a lot better, right? Yeah. Because of what he can bring on both sides of the ball. But he could stay there for a little bit, and I don't think that would be the end of the world. Um, not a bad haul. I'm, I believe in DeAndre Ayton. I think a fresh start is really what this guy needs. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. I also I know when we get to Phoenix, I get why that they were sort of done with him, and maybe it was like just sort of like it's a bit of an addition by subtraction with him. Just maybe how they felt about him. Uh, just how he maybe attacks the game or yep. doesn't want to play at times, stuff like that, all that. But uh, I sort of believe in him here in Portland with the young squad there, with Scoot, with Sharp, with Simon. So I think they did okay. I think they also probably like future Bucks picks more than future Heat picks. Now, I always go like, how the hell do you know what that, you know, what these teams and where we're going to be in this league come 28, 29, 30? Yep. It's like a bit of like, okay. But yeah, the Heat are, you know, generally good. And they are, the picks are like, you know, they're not amazing usually. They're just the way their organization is so well run, where you could talk yourself into, hey, maybe it goes poorly with Giannis and Dave. Maybe there's an injury, and maybe Giannis is leaving anyway. Like, who knows? Well, then that, like we said, man, maybe Milwaukee's a very bad team in, in the future, long, long future. So maybe that was a part of this equation too. I think that absolutely is. Miami has a track record of finding stars, whether it be Shaq way back when, LeBron, and Chris Bosh, Jimmy Butler. Like, they've yeah. gotten stars. Joel for, Embiid coming up. Yeah, future Joel <laughs> Embiid. They've been getting stars for 25 years, Yeah, uh, basically. Whereas Milwaukee, they got to draft their stars, yeah. and, which they did with Giannis. So I think a worthy bet um, from Portland to want Milwaukee's picks because come 2028, 20, Giannis will be 34 years old. Dame will be 38 years old. Yeah, They could have won a championship, and this could still be an, a win for the Bucks. 
trading those picks to bring in Dame and win a title and a win for the Blazers getting those picks because those guys are older then. Banners hang forever, man. <laughs> Banners hang forever. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm spitting here. I can't help it, man. I'm just spitting so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Let me cook. It really comes down to how you feel about Aiton, uh, a former number one pick. He's only 25 years old, but you get him, you get an unprotected first round pick, and you get you know, Drew Holiday, who, again, is either this great mentor for, for Scoot & Co., or he's flipped into further assets. And, and I'm with you that I think they they believe uh, we're going to get more for Drew Holiday than we are for Tyler Hero. Yeah. And we don't want Tyler Hero in Miami, so find the third team and then and give us more assets and more, more picks or whatever. And they probably think, like, they're getting, I don't know, you're at least getting one and then maybe a young player mm-hmm. or, or something like that that fits your timeline more. I guess. Like, who's going to be lining? Like, obviously, we talked about Miami wanting Drew Holiday. Yeah. Good fit. Uh, the Celtics should be, you know, kicking the tires on that. Totally. And trying to get him, you know, moving off of, uh, well, who would they have to move? Um, they wouldn't want to move Derek White. Brogdon probably, probably would be in Brogdon. the mix. Yep. They um, traded him once this summer. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Um, and tons of other teams, like like we said. Like, he's just like, he's he's had some bad playoff performances, Drew Holiday has. But, man, I mean... As a locker room guy and a guy that like tries his ass off on the defensive end, and then he's not bad offensively. Yeah, exactly. He's just a trick or treat kind of guy, yes, for sure. Uh, that teams will be lining up. So we'll see what they get. But you know, in the end, it's gonna look. It could look like a pretty good, pretty good return for a guy that was like, "Well, I'm leaving, man," because you're you're picking your direction. Yeah, exactly. And Joe Cronin, you're right. He waited. He waited. He kept telling Miami, "We don't like your offer." I guess they just never talked after that. That's the weirdest part of this. That's whole the weirdest thing. part. Like that's where you're like, "What do you do in Miami?" Like, if like. I, you guess you decided we didn't want to go that hard for Damian Lillard. If mm-hmm. he could fall to us, great. But uh, we want to keep keep the powder keg dry for potential other big names, uh, maybe. And they just refused to give in to Lillard's agent yep. and the pressure uh, that, you know, he say only Miami, only Miami. So, you know, credit, credit to them. They'll just really see what they get in Nathan here. And I, I really believe a fresh start for him with obviously very low expectations in terms of winning right away. Uh could do him well, I think. Yeah, and the Blazers don't have a player at the center position, no. uh, especially after trading Nurkic, Nurkic, whereas they have three really good smaller athletic guards in Scoot, Simons, and Sharp, the Triple S guys. So I, I think it makes sense because, at the very least, Aiton is a better young player than anybody the Heat were offering. I, I'm not including Tyler Hero because they said they didn't want him. He yeah. would have been rerouted. Aiton is a better player a better prospect than a Hawkes or a Jovic or any of those guys that were going to be the throw-in potential future piece yeah, yeah. Um, for the Blazers. Not to mention the Jeremy Grant tr- deal seemed weird at the time. They signed him to this giant deal. That guy's on the trade block. He might not, he might be traded by uh, trade deadline, uh, you know, and they were talking about even more picks coming in for the Blazers. So uh, Joe Cronin's been scheming. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, you got any winners? Scoot, Sharp, Simons, Jeremy Grant, who, yeah, you're right, had uh, $160 million contract, I think Big that guy one. just signed. Big and then, boy. Uh, and now Aiton. So maybe maybe they're not done is a good point. And, of course, they do have Drew Holiday here, and so we have to see where they reroute him. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's talk about the Suns, because I have a feeling we've agreed on a lot here. But how do you feel about how Phoenix did in what they got there, just to go over it again? It's it's Nurkic, it's Grayson Allen, and then it's Nasir Little and Keon Johnson, two guys that maybe, maybe cracked the rotation. Mm-hmm. Nasir Little, probably more of a chance. Keon Johnson, I, I don't know. But winner, loser. Phoenix Suns for sort of slipping in here and swapping Aiton for Nurkic and getting Grayson Allen. They're a loser for me. I am not a big Nurkic guy. Uh, hmm. I think he is maybe not significantly worse than DeAndre Aiton, but I do think he is a level down from Aiton as a starting center. He's obviously a lot older. He's had trouble staying on the court uh, the past few seasons. He's missed 20 to 30 games every season since 2019 when he broke his leg. And 2019 is kind of the last time we saw Nurkic at his peak. When he was at his peak, he was pretty good. Mm -hmm. A good defender, uh, a solid rebounder. He's a good ball mover. He's definitely more physical than Aiton is. But I really think uh, this is all about you mentioned it, addition by subtraction. Yep. They are just so done yep. with Aiton that they would rather have Yusuf Nurkic. That's crazy to me. <laughs> the The Suns, a championship contender, are running back the Blazers' front court from last season. Eubanks. It's Nurkic and Eubanks. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the league for the past three years. They, they have been, but they did, the Blazers, you, you slipped it in there, the Blazers did defend well over, over the years when Nurkic actually played. The problem is, at times, he doesn't play. So that's a, that's a risk here, but... The one, the one area he helps much more than DeAndre Ayton, even though Ayton's a better player, younger player, he rebounds. This is for the rebounding sickos out there. That's one thing Nurk can do. He gives a damn. You don't think that matters at all on a team where, like, hey, we need guys to do the dirty work. Ayton ain't doing it. I, th- I don't think Nurkic is a good, that good of a rebounder. Like, you're, like you, look at, rebounding you look at their solid. defensive rebounding percentages, it's like, you know, probably 30%. For Nurkic, which is solid, and 28% for Aiton. Pretty similar. I think, I think Nurkic is a better offensive rebounder because he stays by the rim more so uh, mm-hmm. than Aiton does. But I think the best things you're getting from Nurkic are his ball movement and his physicality. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's a significantly better uh, rebounder. And I think that Aiton at his peak, at his most engaged, like we saw in the 21 finals run, he's a way better defender and rebounder. Yeah, the contracts come into play, though, too. Absolutely. Right? Not do. just the attitude of Aiton and whether, like, guys like Booker were like, we just can't stand this guy anymore. And, like, does this guy got a case of the Ben Simmons that does even really like basketball, uh, which he's sort of been painted with that brush. Um, where, yeah, Nurk, again, if he can play, if he stays healthy, he, like, gives a damn a little bit more. Could it just be a better roster fit, even though he's a less talented player? That's what they're banking on. That's what and, they're banking on. And the contract. Like, Aiton makes a whole lot, more, whole lot more money than Nurkic. Uh, and they've got a lot of guys on their team that make a ton of dough. Yeah, but the Suns actually took on money in this deal with all in of the, the four guys yeah. that they did. And it's like, yes, they did split these into four different players, the Aiton deal into four different players, but good luck trying to trade Nasir Little for anything. Yeah, I mean, I almost look at this as like, it was it was Nurk and Grayson Allen for Aiton here. Yeah. Is that what they did? Because Grayson Allen, I mean, he struggled in last year's playoffs. Like, he was pretty bad. But otherwise, he's been a solid bench guy for Milwaukee. He's a career 39.5% three-point shooter. 
you're going to get open looks like on the Absolutely. Phoenix Suns with all that talent out there. Can you knock it down? Can you give them a little secondary playmaking there, you know, when some of their big guys sit? I I I like I sort of like that fit and he's been in big playoff series and, you know, he he won't be he shouldn't be like shy of the moment because he's been in those situations. He'll kick anybody at any time. <laughs> he will. He will. He'll be an asshole. I mean, that's what honestly, like you're you're joking but they sort of were like, we need a li- like some guys with a little grit. Now, like he's a bit of a dick. Don't get me wrong, not great a dick, but like we like Aiton just Aiton. We just said we like him. He's good. I think he can still be a really good player, but that is not his makeup. No. I mean, really not. That's more your Nurk and your Grayson Allen. Just a bit of an attitude. Definitely true. Yeah, yeah. And so they're trying to now this with their top end talent in Booker, Durant, and Beal. They have filled out their roster with all these inexpensive role players. Uh, you know, you, you throw these two guys in there now, but Eric Gordon, Watanabe, Bates Giop, Hugh Banks, he said, Bull Bull is there. Um, and then they get rid of the Aiton, you know, headache. And they have a more balanced roster maybe now. But it's the number one pick who was good for the guy. <laughs> yeah. The guy, we knock him left and right. And the guy's like 18-10 in his sleep. Exactly. And he was pretty instrumental when they went to the finals a couple years ago. Yeah, but I think uh, the criticism is that when it comes to skills, DeAndre Ayton is the best at bag chasing. And that's what he's out there for. And he's compared to everybody else that was in his draft. This guy was in a draft with Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and they turned him into Yusuf Nurkic. That's why people are down on DeAndre Ayton. And Mm -hmm. a change of scenery uh, is definitely right for him. But the roster for the Suns is so weird to me because you, you list all the names, and literally everybody's like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. I like that guy. I like that guy. And these are all like 10th guys yeah. on the team, but we're all like, oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be a great seventh man. We'll see. We'll see. There's just a lot of question marks, but now they have so many question marks that you have to figure that some of them are going to hit. That, I think that's exactly right. They've got like seven, eight guys that they're like, we just need two of these guys to like at the right time hit in a playoff series or for a month. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, is it a Watanabe? Is it an Eric Gordon? You know, like it, that's what they're hoping. All right. Pick your two sons, pick your two uh, sons. You're going to like for this year. Uh, uh, oh, like of the randoms. Yeah. Pick two random sons. Uh, Watanabe for sure. <laughs> okay. I'm play yeah, that okay. card. And then, uh, you know what? Give me, give me a bowl bowl. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna okay. Go deep. I'm going to go deep there. Give me a bowl bowl. That'll have a, like a awesome six week stretch. All right, cool. I will season. go in for Grayson Allen and Chimezi Metu. Oh wow. Metu. Yeah. I didn't even list yeah, him. Those are, those are my guys. Okay. Those okay. are my guys for this year. Uh, who else do you have, uh, as a winner and or loser? I got Dame Lillard as a winner. I do think he is. He, he wasn't my ultimate winner because he wanted to go to Miami. He definitely did. He did not get his way, but guess what? You still ended up in a great situation. The fit is still great. Like, it looked like uh, the Miami fit was going to be nice. They have a wing and a big. They need a guard. That's kind of what happened with Milwaukee as well. Like we said, he's reunited with Terry Stotts. I think that Milwaukee and Dame Lillard is just a little bit better than Miami and Dame Lillard. Not to mention he's now tied with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's five years younger than Jimmy Butler. The prime is now. For the Heat, yeah, they absolutely yeah. have to win. Whereas with Giannis, who knows how his skills are going to play out as his career, as he gets further and further into his career. Obviously, he's a super hard worker. He's a great athlete. We'll see how training with Hakeem Olajuwon goes. But he does try I, and add something every year. He, yeah, exactly he, he right. But, man, craft. I think uh, I think Lillard would have been a great fit for Heat culture. But I think that Giannis brings a Heat culture-like sort of vibe of hard work and making the best out of yourself. So... I think Lillard did end up in a great place. And who was it that, uh, I think it was either, uh, sorry, I didn't write it down. It was either Spears or Haynes, but saying like, 
Goodwin, after realizing the Heat, they're not picking up the phone anymore, or like the Blazers are not picking up yeah. the Heat's phone, whatever way you want to put it. Um, Damian and his camp opened up the idea of like, hey, we would go to Milwaukee, we would go to Brooklyn, I think was the other team. That's right. Like, so that list of I can only play from Miami, they added two more squads here. That's what people were saying yesterday. Yeah, and um, apparently both Dame and Giannis have said at some point in interviews that they would like to play with each other. There's the clip getting around of Giannis taking Dame with his first pick in the draft and LeBron being like, oh, that's my tampering move. And he How dra- dare you? And he took him over Drew, who was in the pool of players. Spicy, spicy stuff. You got to pay attention to the breadcrumbs. At all times. That's right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's like watching Survivor, man. You got to pick up on these little Easter <laughs> yeah, eggs. Yeah, a lot of Easter eggs. And all these, these NBA writers, you thought everybody was on strike. No, they were uh-uh. they were crafting something special here. Uh, okay, so Dame, I, I'm with you. He is a winner. He's, I mean, the guy's he wants to win a title. He's at that point of his career, and you paired up with one of the elite players in the league uh, with a really good team yeah. uh, that have done it before, and... You know, you're also in the Eastern Conference. There's that too. I, again, I do not. I think I would have them as the favorite, but I do not think the gap is huge between still the Boston Celtics. I mean, I know we'll include Philadelphia and hell. I mean, the Miami Heat. They always find a way. They're you the zombies. They got to. You got to. And, and then you know, who knows? Can the Cavs or or a team like the Knicks make another make a move out of nowhere and add to their teams? Like the there are good squads there in the East, but he is joining. The perennial favorites now in the Eastern Conference. That's amazing for him, for his chances. Who else, winner or loser? Any other minor ones? I got a minor, minor winner. Marjan Beauchamp. Okay. I think he's a winner because he was wearing number zero last year. Oh, yeah. Damon Lillard ain't going to want to switch numbers. So Marjan Beauchamp is going to get paid out here. $25,000? Well, well, I don't know. How much on. does it Let, cost to get his Who's, who's his agent? Because we should become his agent. $25,000. Okay. That's cheap. I also want I want a feature on a Damian Lillard track. Okay. Okay. I want uh, Adidas a, sponsorship. Exactly, exactly. I want like, those new dames on my let's feet. Let's yeah, throw in some extras here. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what you, he better be doing. So I think it uh, could be a glow up for Bochamp yeah. here. And on the court, Grayson Allen's gone. One less wing in competition yeah. for some minutes here. All he's got to do to crack the rotation is defend and be an athlete. Because the Bucks, they still don't have a ton of athletes. Yeah. So it's kind of going to be between... Um, Bochamp and their rookie Andre Jackson, who is also like a super athlete and could be a defender. Uh, Bochamp had a really nice summer league. I don't know if that's going to mean anything. He's like at best going to be like a ninth or tenth man, but maybe he could be their ninth or tenth man. Yeah, that'd be cool for him. There's an opportunity. They obviously still they do have Bobby Portis, uh, you know, coming off the bench. They got a really sweet top six. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, So that's a good one. Good winner there. Bochamp. He should get paid. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Like Damian Lillard's not going to change his number. So iconic to him zero. And, you know, I think you can convince Bochamp to give it up. I don't know what the going rate is for a jersey number. I feel like you would see, like, $10,000 in a Sports Illustrated in the 1990s for somebody wanting to switch their numbers. But, I mean, inflation, I would have to imagine 25 is what it costs Yeah, you think that's a business expense that he can write off? Dame? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Acquiring your number. He probably does have, like, several (laughs) trademarks based around, he calls it the letter O. That's what I'm saying. So maybe so. I got to have it. <laughs> I have never I thought about that until now, but <laughs> yeah. I think you uh, you got the right accountant. You can make that work. Uh, anyone else on your list here? I got to ask you, are the Raptors a minor loser? I only asked because as soon as I saw this trade go down, I went on Twitter and saw that Masai and Bobby was trending immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And you're hearing that they didn't even offer OG Ananobi. They didn't offer any of the big three no. trade targets. No, no Siakam, no OG, or no Barnes. 
Two made sense. We thought OG, he's been in every trade rumor, maybe a piece the Blazers would be interested in, though we did say, they already got Jeremy Grant. I mean, mm. it's a weird sort of similar type player, one better on defense, one better on offense. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I Like, on one hand, I didn't want to give up the farm for Damian Lillard at all. Didn't want to do that. Because I didn't think it made, like, the Bucks. it didn't make the Raptors, oh, they're at the top of the Eastern Conference. They, they would be there, mm-hmm. but it's still a hell of a gamble if you're giving up and mortgaging the future and obviously good players going out. But if it was like, wow, you wouldn't even include OG Ananobi? I've already made my opinions known about him uh, and, and where he's maybe going to go or not as a player as he moves on in this league and gets a little older and maybe gets more opportunity. Um, that's weird. That's a little weird if that's true. And, you know, we'll start hearing more and more, like, oh, this is what they had on the table. This is where they would go. Totally. But uh, it's not good for the Raptors now, even. Nah. Because, I mean, OG may have been disgruntled as... Well, yeah, they're in the conference (laughs) with a better team. Good point. And you've been trying to trade this guy. It's been no secret. That's not always easy to come back from. Not always easy. No, no. And, you know, they wanted three picks for him at the deadline last year. It has... Has that changed at all? Now they won't even include him in a potential Damian Lillard. It makes it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm a I'm a I'm a little in between on that one. That's why I'm I think wishy-washy. only at at most they're a minor loser. But uh, I also would say that you can be a minor winner um, because Raptors are going to be in trade rumors for another Great. another six months. Skeets, yeah. we can talk about your team every time a transaction cycle comes around. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a. That's a small W for me, I guess. Content (laughs) Just a lowercase W. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, well, let's hear from everybody out there, winners and losers. You got anything else uh, left on the bone there? Yeah, I came up with a game uh, yesterday, Skeet. It's called Connect 5. Okay. It's not like Connect 4, but oh. it's similar. I'll That's give you good. five. It's called Rondo. <laughs> I'll give you five NBA players. Okay. You have to tell me what they have in common. Oh, okay. Here's today's roster. Okay. Damian Lillard. Okay. Nerlens Noel. Dario Saric. Eric Bledsoe. And Steven Adams. What do these five players have in common? Okay, give them to me one more time. Just last names is fine. Lillard, Noel, yeah, comma Nerlens. Not a not a last name guy. That's true. Sarich, Bledsoe, and Stephen Adams. Did you already tip your hand with this bow chant? No, they didn't. Not all these guys wore zero. No, definitely not. No, they didn't. No, No, they didn't. No, that's right. Am I on the right path with that? No, probably not. No. I don't um, believe so. Okay. Uh, did they all? Did they all play? I mean, like they didn't all play on the same damn team because Lillard played for one franchise. That's right. That's right. So that's not going to be the link. 
Was it a teammate? Is there a teammate? That'd be very difficult, man. You'd be putting me on the spot with that one. A teammate would be difficult. Yeah. But you're in the right sort of zone. I'm thinking in the right about teammates, zone. I would say. I am. Adams. Adams is like the weird part here. Bit of a curveball. Bit of a curveball. Big Steve. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm uh, just, uh, uh, just keeping the pattern going. Yeah. These are not hints. I can't really give you hints. Otherwise yeah, I know. I get, yeah, I mean, I guess you could steer me in the right direction. Holy, I am... Well, let's just say that this is topical, Skeets. The answer is topical. The answer is topical? The answer is oh so timely and topical. Oh, I mean, we're talking trades. We are. Okay, so, so, um... So, uh, who Drew Holiday was trade was Drew Holiday uh, involved in a trade with all five of these guys? Every player traded for Drew Holiday. All right, thank you for getting me there. I'm not sure I would have without that little help. That's exactly right. Drew Holiday surprisingly has been involved in three wow. massive trades. Like you don't you think of James Harden, you think of like Kevin Durant as guys who are involved in these big NBA changing yeah. trades. But look at Drew Holiday in yeah. 2013. He kicked off the process, like the greatest tanking experiment in the history of the NBA, yeah. at least in the past few seasons. He was traded for Nerland's Noel mm. and a 2014 draft pick. Alfred Payton oh, is wow. who the Sixers took, and they traded him for Dario Saric on draft night. So that's how Nerland's oh, and Dario Saric are in the mix. Okay. Drew out those two in. In 2020, Drew Holiday was part of a four-team trade that helped get Giannis to extend with the Bucks, and then the Bucks won their first title in 50 years. Drew was traded from New Orleans in return, they got back Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe from Milwaukee yeah. and Steven Adams from the Thunder. See, that was the one that I was like, that was a four-team deal. That was a four-team uh, deal. Uh, That's a chunky, chunky one. Yeah, I think I I had definitely forgotten that. You definitely forget, like, the one year Steven Adams played in New Orleans. It's also crazy yeah, to look at this and see that uh, New Orleans also got the 24, 25, 26, and 27 Milwaukee firsts. Drew Holiday is gone from Milwaukee, and they still owe picks to New Orleans. Now, 2023. Drew Holiday traded from the Bucks to the Blazers for Damian Lillard. There it is. That's how those guys are all related. There it is. And again, banners hang forever. Banners hang forever. Who cares? Worth it. Who cares? Picks are gone. Who gives it? Picks are gone. Well, we can hang the picks up in the uh, in the roster. <laughs> we can ever. I mean, no offense, but we're not hanging Alfred Payton's banner up in uh, you know wherever Philadelphia <laughs> or Orlando or wherever. I mean, you're hanging banners. That's why you're doing this. Uh, but it's a gamble. There it's is gamble. no doubt. There is no. They, hey, look, it works out, and you win titles. From time to time, and there are many other instances where, holy crap, we suck now and we don't have any of our picks. Uh, you know, see the Brooklyn Nets from uh, the uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett days. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, you know, you never know. That's what makes it fun. All right, that's good. Connect five. Connect five. I like that. That might be a keeper there. You tell us. Did anybody else get it out there? I wasn't looking at the stream team. Did yeah, anybody same. else nail it? You sickos. I'm sure somebody did. Okay, well, let's call it there. Another hour there on the Damian Lillard blockbuster trade. It finally happened. So now the real question is, when does the James Harden trade happen? And and it, does it involve Drew Holiday? I, I saw speculation from Bobby Marks that this could be turned into a four-team trade since it's not official yet, you know, yeah, you know, and they could maybe sneak in uh, a Harden trade uh, as wow, well. Wow, but wow. Uh, let us know what y'all think. Who gets traded first, James Harden or Drew Holiday? Yeah. Or the same time? Or is it the same time? Does Harden go to the Clippers does Drew go to Phil back to Philadelphia? Is that even a, a possibility? Spiciest one I saw was potentially Drew Holiday to the Golden State Warriors. Chris Paul and Jonathan Kuminga. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. We're going to have to come back soon and oh, talk about spicy. that one. Oh, the trade rumors. Man, love man, it, love man. It, love it, love I do it. feel Stop like the up. Eastern Conference Championship, not the title overall. You know, the Nuggets are still in the mix. Great teams in the West. But the Eastern Conference Championship... 
I said it. It feels like it's gonna come down to Chris Middleton, his health and play, Kristaps Porzingis, his health and play, and honestly, I'll throw in Drew Holiday's health and play if he makes his way to an Eastern Conference sure. team, be it the Heat, be it the Sixers, you know, be it the Celtics, be it one of these squads. Somebody call Simon Cowell because we're talking about the X Factors. That's exactly Is he on right. X Factor. Uh, is that right? He was on the The Voice. I don't no, know. No, which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, X Factor. Yeah, I yeah. think he was That's on X Factor. Yeah, The Voice is the Shelton Blake Shelton guy, right? And uh, yeah, he's not on it anymore. I don't think. Really? Was he canceled? Shelton's. Shelton? No. No, he wasn't. I thought he was just like, I've had enough of this. Well, he started dating uh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, was, in a workplace. They were both on the show. It was yeah, a workplace right, right. romance. Maybe that's not a thing. They both can't turned around in the chair at the same time, <laughs> caught each other's eye, and the taste they had in that voice they were hearing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Crazy. Uh, all right, we'll call it there. We will be back, of course, uh, with an emergency podcast if Harden or Drew maybe get traded. Otherwise, back here in the Classic Factory to talk hoops next week. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Again, thanks to everybody for the outpouring of support for our guy Tassie. It was great to see him yesterday. Uh, it was awesome to see him and to hear his voice and I uh, can't wait to uh, uh, all of us actually to get back to the hospital there to see him again. But thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Uh, if you are a Survivor fan and you watched last night's premiere episode of uh, Survivor 45, join us in about an hour, 1 p.m. Eastern, over on No Bust, its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed, as we break down that first episode. The episode was titled... We can do hard things. To which I say, <laughs> can, can you? you? <laughs> I don't think so. That's all I'll say right now. I got a lot more to say on no buffs with these guys. Uh, so join us three and Esh, our, our guy, will be helping hey. us with no buffs. So that'll be fun. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. That link is in the show notes. The link to help out and donate uh, to Tass and his family as uh, you know his long and lengthy uh, road to recovery. That's also in the show notes. And thanks to everybody that's already donated. It's it's. Incredible. It's incredible. So we will see you next week here in the No Dunks uh, Classic Factory for basketball, and we'll see you for No Buffs a little bit later. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I do not I do not support you wearing black socks with short pants. <laughs> Brace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.